What's up, Trev? Not much. Uh, first of all, I just want to wish everybody out there a happy holiday. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Hope you had one as well. And um, got 2022 to look forward to. Hope it's been better than the last two years. So, what, you mean as far as the wrestling world or just life in general? Everything in general. Everything okay. in general. You know, people's health, everything, you know. Want to make sure everybody's going to be healthy and happy. In the 2022 year, so, uh, so Friday Night SmackDown. What'd you think? Um, it was, I mean, it was what it was expected. It was it was a holiday show, um, so it's kind of like tribute to the troops, this and that. Um, you kind of knew the outcomes ahead of time, so I wasn't expecting much from it. But I got more enjoyment out of the matches than. I assumed I was going to. Right. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'll give my, my total grade for the show after we talk about the matches. Um, we'll, we'll get into that uh, very shortly. But now, like I said, we also have the day one pay-per-view coming up on Saturday, January 1st. Uh, I believe the whole card is set. Hmm. No. We still have two more no. shows and they only have six matches. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll get another couple matches or another match or two out of uh, Raw Friday night, Monday night, and then SmackDown again on Friday. And then I just, uh, I just hope it's going to be a good show. Uh, Well, the way, the way, I mean, uh, we had, uh, I had the pleasure of having Mister Twenty Four Seven and his wife, and. Mr. Trivia over here to visit me on uh, Christmas Eve, um, and with conversations with with uh, Mr. Twenty Four Seven DJ, it sounds like you guys are expecting a really good pay per view. Um, I'm hoping to have. I'm hoping it's going to be a good pay per view. I mean, I'm I'm still on the fence with the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. I mean, I know Brock Lesnar is not going to win the title because. He's part-time. Right. And I, but I would like to see a real knockdown, drag out, kick ass fight. I think we will. From, from those two guys. I'd like to see the excitement of this match. Remember a couple years back when we saw John Cena versus AJ Styles and we sat there and said, wow, that was a tremendous match. I'd like to see a tremendous match like that. You know, I mean, not with all the wrestling skills, but just a lot of action, a lot of excitement. Right. So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be a good pay-per-view. It's the first pay-per-view of the new year. Yep. So, and now, like I said, you know, we're going to be getting close to Royal Rumble and the Hall of Fame time, so that's going to be at other shows down the road. But, um... I mean, I'm ready to talk SmackDown if you are. Yeah, yep. All right, what have we got? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you just want to go through each. I mean, there weren't many matches. That that was one thing about the show. Um, oh, excuse me. Wow. Um, breakfast again? So, what was that? Was that breakfast again? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I had to, you know, I mean, you said you went live before I was even done eating my breakfast. I'm like, oh, I got five more minutes. Let me quickly eat. And then all of a sudden I see you go live. So I still have some of my breakfast sitting here right in my bowl. So, <laughs> you know, you didn't, even, okay. you, didn't even wait. you didn't even wait until 10 o'clock to go on a Facebook Live. So, um, Trib's a little impatient, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so the, the show started out with Paul Heyman um, with an interview with Kayla Braxton. And... Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about it first? Or you want me to talk about it first? Um, 
go first on this one. Okay. I I mean, the interview didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Um, he didn't pledge his allegiance to Brock Lesnar. He kind of defended his thing, saying, you know, that, yeah, his job is to protect the champion. Um, he wasn't, you know, siding, you know, with Brock Lesnar. He was just trying to protect the best universal champion in history. And kind of say, you know, said, you know, he's not really sure what's next for him. Um, and, you know, and, and the sympathetic tone that Caleb Braxton had, not the normal, let me rub this in your face um, attitude that she has, really came off as, as you know, sincere. So I don't, I don't know which way they're going with this. I mean, could this... I mean, he said that, you know what, what's he going to find? Some upstart kid in NXT and groom him? And he says, no, I'm too old for that. So I don't I don't know. I mean, what's the possibility that this is it for at least a little while for Paul Heyman on, you know, TV? I, I agree. I think it's very possible that we could have seen the last of Paul Heyman on TV. I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh be surprised if he started doing some backstage work again like he did before. Um, but yeah, I didn't, uh, the promo didn't go the way I thought it would either. I thought he would come out and say, uh, Roman asked me if I knew he was going to be at SummerSlam. Yes, I did. Did I know he was going to be at Madison Square Garden? Yes, I did. Or I had something to do with his suspension being lifted, you know, stuff like that. Um, I never saw that side of Paul Heyman before, and right. it was something that, you know, when Brock Lesnar came out and attacked an F5 Roman Reigns twice last week, I watched it back and forth over and over again because it's like, that was cool, I gotta watch that again. This thing with Paul Heyman, I'll probably watch again because he, both of them were sincere, like you said, with Caleb Braxton, but if Paul Heyman were to leave wrestling now, in my opinion, he's definitely a bona fide Hall of Famer. Oh, I think so, yeah. He, yeah. He's had he's had a tremendous career in WWE, WW, WCW, the founder of ECW. If he decides that he just wants to go off into the sunset, because like we said, you know, Brock Lesnar is only part-time. I don't think he wants to be, you know, the advocate of somebody that's part-time. And... You know, if this is the end for Paul Heyman, well, you know, good luck to him, and you know, maybe we'll see him again somewhere down the road. I gave I gave the segment a B. Oh, I gave it an A. I thought it was oh. I thought it was really good. I really did. Yeah. Ready. Then we had the uh, Charlotte Flair defending her title against Tony Storm match. Why don't you take this one, seeing it is your girl. All right, yeah, I, th- I thought this was a good match. I thought it was the best match on the, on the card. Um, Tony Storm is, she's given Charlotte a run for her money the last couple matches. I mean, two weeks ago, she pinned her in a non-title match. Uh, she got quite a few close two counts. Um, it's, it wouldn't be surprised, it wouldn't surprise me somewhere along the line if we saw these two at WrestleMania. No. No. Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think Tony Storm is big enough to go to a WrestleMania match against Charlotte. Not yet. Okay. But I thought it was a really good show. Both both wrestlers, you know, they, they did a great job. Not not very many botches. Not, not a lot of mistakes. I gave the match a B plus, A minus to a B plus. Okay, um, and uh, once again, in true trivia nugster form, I am going to um, agree to disagree. Um, once again, I mean, just the way that they've been booking this, 
Um, Tony Storm had maybe 25% of the, maybe even 20% of the offense in the match at no, I, I can't remember any time in the match that I truly thought, oh, yeah, there were some two counts and this and that, but they were cheesy two counts. Um, there was nothing that Tony Storm did in the match that made me think that she had a chance to win. Um, Charlotte then close, you know, she's close to beating her, goes to pin her. Not only does she hold the rope, but she holds her tights and gets caught by the ref. And then less than 30 seconds later, cleanly clocks her and pins her in the middle of the ring. I, 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 I gave this match a C minus, um, Okay. I mean, it was a better showing time-wise because they actually gave the women, you know, more than four or five minutes. Um, and I'm really, and I, I guess it's never going away, but I'm so sick and tired of them bringing, say, one of the wrestlers out and then going to a break before the second one comes out. This one, they brought, brought both wrestlers out and then went to a break. And then you have to go to another break in the middle of the match. If soccer right. can show a whole 45 to 50 minute half without one single commercial break, why can't the fucking WWE show one match with the entrance and exit that's 12 minutes long without a fucking commercial break? Oh, well, maybe it has to do with the sponsors. Well, no, it's, it's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's they want to make more money. But you yep. could find other ways to do advertising. Maybe this could have been my Nuggies rant, but you can do other ways for for advertising. Right. You know? I agree. You don't see Major League Baseball say, oh, hold on in the middle of the inning. You know what? We, we've, this has been a long inning. You know, we've, we've got to go to a commercial. Or a long right. drive in the NFL. They don't stop it at second and seven um, on the 32 because it's been an eight-minute drive. Why does WWE have to do this? I guarantee I the advertisers pay much more for advertising in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, than they do on the USA fucking network. All right, that's enough. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was, you know, disappointed in the match, and I gave it a C-. minus. All right. What you then, drink in there? Huh? What you drink in there? Diet Mountain Dew. Oh. Well, you, I, didn't know they made a diet I didn't know they made a Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, they pretty much make a diet version of every soda you can think of. Oh, okay. What'd you think I was drinking? I don't know. Well, the way you said it I was like... The way you said it was like, oh, what's he doing? You know, what's he trying to get away with drinking? Or, I'm just used to seeing you drink Diet Pepsi. That's all. Then we had the 12-man gauntlet match. Um, I, I don't know if you really feel the need to go through every single elimination. But... Uh, no, not the, really. The, just what we thought of the overall match was. Yeah, the order of the elimination I'll go through. Mansoor was eliminated first. Then Eric. Then Angel. Then Shanky, um, then Ivar, then Drew Gulak, Cesaro was eliminated, then Sheamus was eliminated, Humberto Correa was eliminated, Jinder Mahal was eliminated, and then it came down to Ricochet and Sami Zayn. Um, it's, I mean, a five to six man gauntlet match is tough to pull off and get a good grade. So right off the bat, um, just thinking about a 12-man gauntlet match and then seeing some of the competitors that were in it, I didn't expect much from this match at all. Um, as it's, another thing about gauntlet matches, especially that 12-man gauntlet match, as soon as you see somebody come out, you know, before, say, one of the last three or four, you know they have no shot to win. That's right. one thing I don't like about gauntlet matches. Um, 
I don't know if you want to see a predetermined order, what they can do to make a gauntlet match better, maybe have all 12 competitors on the stage, and then, you know, just, just something else. I don't know. I don't I don't know what you can do. Um, but the final I two ones going to Ricochet and Sami Zayn. Um, yep. Yeah, you, that was probably... I'd say it was probably the best match of the gauntlet match. Um, there were times, you know, in the match where you thought Ricochet was done and he wasn't. Um, there were times earlier in the match that you thought Sami Zayn was done, but he wasn't. Um, I'd say only for that last segment being those two, um, Sami Zayn did wind up coming out the winner. Um, I'll give it a C. Okay, I will go on record right now as saying that when I saw SmackDown advertise the gauntlet match, the first thing I said to myself was, Sami Zayn's going to win. Well, you knew that last week. they haven't been doing much with Sami Zayn. They had a thing with Brock Lesnar with him. They had a thing with Roman Reigns with him and everything else. So now that he's got a title match against Nakamura... um. And like I said, I agree with you. Him and him and Ricochet were the best of the the gauntlet matches. That one really could have went either way for a win. But I did pick Sammy's in a match to see as well. Because I thought it was just you know, like you said, it was a, it was a twelve man gauntlet. Right. Some of the matches were just too short. I mean, yeah. Yankee, he's horrible. Yeah, he he reminds me a lot of the and, big. He reminds you know, me. He reminds me a lot of the big colleague. You, you there? Yeah, he, he, he slumbers around the thing, and you know, a couple of power moves, and, and that's that. You right. know, so he, he's horrible. I was waiting for but the. I, came to see. I was waiting for the karate chop to the head to, but yeah, I mean about the. I mean, you yeah. didn't have. You didn't have somebody come in and, like, last four or five or six wrestlers. It was just kind of, this guy's in, he wins. Another guy comes in, he wins. Another guy comes in, he wins. I think you had a couple yep. guys. I think Sheamus pinned three people. But you didn't have, like, that one wrestler came in that lasted five or six competitors to try and get it exciting. Cause, and listening... Right. Listening to the crowd in in these matches, it's like I I don't know if it's genuine crowd or if it's just automatic noise through the TV. <clears throat> you know, I I just I don't know. I just I don't know. Right. Um, then the last match they had um, was the miracle, their traditional Christmas show tradition of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight. Normally, it, it's two just jamokes, um, but this was a six-man tag. It was Drew McIntyre and the New Day versus Madcap Moss and the Usos. Um, take it away there, Professor Trivia. I was surprised that they teamed up Madcap with the Usos. Um, I, I thought it was a, a, a decent match. I mean... I could I could never get tired of seeing the Usos in the New Day because they put on great matches all the time. Um, as far as Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss go, I guess they're going to be going at it at day one. Yes. Yep. And that, um, I don't think that's going to be much of a match because Madcap Morrison is terrible. I would just did you say Matt, did you say Moore. did you say Madcap Morrison? No, Madcap Moss. Oh, I thought you said Madcap Morrison. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, Madcap Moss. When, when did he change his name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would rather see Baron Corbin against Drew McIntyre than Madcap Moss. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the action in the match was good. The excitement level for me was pretty good. Who shows in New Day, like I said, they put on great matches every time you see them in the ring together. And um, I gave the match a B plus. Really? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> um, 
Once again, like I started off by saying, normally in these, you know, gimmick street fight matches, it's just two jamokes. Uh, maybe Baron Corbin would have still been in it, but he would have fought, I, I don't know. I can't even think of somebody on that, that level. Um, <clears throat> but I, or something. I, no, somebody a little bit more prominent than that, but... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, it started out okay um, when they were just wrestling. <clears throat> then when they started to get involved with the stuff outside of the ring, to me, it, it just took a left-hand turn down a one-way street the wrong way. Um, it started, it started, well, you knew that was going to happen. You knew Eggnog was getting dumped on somebody. It's not going to be a ring set if not. But I don't remember which one of the Usos and which one of the New Day, but one of the Usos picked up a present and threw it at whoever it was in the New Day, and then it went into the audience, and then the audience member threw it back to the Uso, and you could see the box that's wrapped just floating in the air. And then the other Uso caught it and then hit somebody else with it and then acknowledged the fan for throwing it back. I mean, you're getting hit with a fucking cardboard box wrapped in paper that's obviously what? empty by the way it floated through the air. How the hell am I supposed to believe that's going to do any damage to knock anybody down? Right. You know, and then they get hit by a fake... Christmas tree. What the yeah, hell are those stupid cheesy things going to do? And the ornaments had to be like glued on or taped on because they never came off. I'm sorry, okay. if you're throwing that tree or running into somebody with the tree, all the ornaments are going to come off. And then maybe you take yeah. one of those cheesy, you know, ornaments and maybe you start smacking nose on somebody said, okay, then maybe that could cause a little bit of damage. No. And so the, the whole match, which could have been a B to me, lost a full letter grade and ended in a C. <clears throat> oh, okay. Alrighty. And then, you know, we had uh, Rick Boogs and Nakamura coming out of ringside watching the match. and you know, Yeah. Yeah, and there was no, I don't remember, I don't think there was any, like, but that was the gauntlet match you're talking about. You're not, Yeah. that was during the gauntlet match. That wasn't during yeah. this match. <clears throat> right. Okay. No. But it's just, uh, you know, sometimes, like you said, they have stupid, stupid things to do on these gimmick matches, and... It's just, I don't know. You know, the I just thought it was, you know, the thing with the tree, like you said, was dumb. Right, but I saw I, the box. <clears throat> up until that point, dumb. up until that and point, there was a tree. Boom, Jesus fucking Christ. I just saw the uh, the thing where he opened up the box and um, there was a chair in it. So. It's just, uh, I don't know. But I, just, I gave it I thought the action was pretty good. Um, I could have done without the eggnog and everything else and all of those stuff. But like you said, if it was at ringside, they were going to use it. So. But overall, I gave the card between a B- minus and a C overall. Yeah, I would say a C to C+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's now we got the go home show coming up on, on uh, Monday and Friday or um, day one. There's what'd you say, six matches, right? Yeah, let me see if it's changed overnight. Because, like you, like you said yesterday, when we were talking that you saw that they. Have added, yeah. They still don't. They still don't have that match listed. 
as being added, the Sami Zayn Nakamura match. So right okay. now they still have the same six that we talked about earlier in the week. Okay. Yeah, because like you said, uh, somewhere that they were that they for the day one, the Intercontinental title. <laughs> I'm probably going to add Damian Priest to the card. Against who? I'd like to see him go. Huh? Who are they going to add him against? Dolph Ziggler. I thought that was Monday on Raw. Yeah, but I think they're going to add that to the day one pay-per-view. And not do it. And not do it. And not do it Monday on Raw. Yeah. Oh, you can't do both. Why? Why? What's going to happen to make them do an automatic rematch on the pay-per-view? Just out of curiosity. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just doing that to fill in an extra match. I've seen times where they've had a match on Monday Night Raw that they put on the pay-per-view. But it was a title match and it was a a change in title, but that was different. Well, no, that's what I mean. What, in your, in your thoughts that they would add, I mean, I could be wrong. Damian Priest, Dolph Ziggler may not be Monday night. I, I, I thought it was. I could be wrong. I'm not always right. You know, 95% of the chance I'm right. But, right. but I thought, you know, but what in, in your thought process, if they had to match on Monday, would have to happen to have them have an immediate rematch on a pay-per-view? Um, maybe I think Dolph Ziggler will grab a cheap win. On Monday Night Raw, like be, it won't be for the title, but he'll grab like a cheap pinfall win. Well, if if if, Jamie, if it's a pinfall win, he wins the title. No, I'm saying it's going to be a, oh, it'll be like not for the title on Monday Night Raw. No, no, they already did that, and Dolph Ziggler won. Oh, okay. Alright, well then forget it. Well, no, I'm just I'm just trying to make I'm just trying to understand what would in your mind because I think. I think it would be a good match between the two of them to put on the pay-per-view. They've had good matches together on Monday Night Raw. I think it would be a good match to put on the pay-per-view. Okay. All right. Trib's getting angry, so I'll, I'll back off. He's getting angry. I can hear it no, in his voice. I just don't think you put a match on a pay-per-view of Damian Priest and Dolph Ziggler as something just to quote unquote fill in the card, like you had mentioned. That's all. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. There would have to be something where maybe Rob Rude or Big Bob gets involved, um, some type of controversial match, something that maybe doesn't end, you know, in a in a win for either wrestler. Something like that would have to lead into them. And that's all I was trying to get to. I mean, I'm not. Uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to see why you think, but like, what would have to happen if that match happened on Monday night to also happen on a pay per view? You know, a no contest. Well, they, you know, like, they they go at it before the match yeah. even starts, and you know, something like that to make it interesting to say, okay, no let's put it back on day one. Right. No clear cut winner on Raw. Right. And then they'll they'll do it that way. Okay, I can see that. Um, one question I want to bring up to you before we go into some more of the matches for, for day one. Um, I'm sure you've heard of a, a wrestling reporter, very, very well respected in the business, Bill Apter. Uh, yeah, I think he, so. Uh, had, yeah, OneWrestling.com, very well respected journalist in the business, very well respected show he has. He was quoted as saying yesterday on OneWrestling.com that WWE wants to do a romantic storyline on Monday Night Raw between Otis and Dewdrop. Now, I think that would be really stupid. Yep. And I think that guy, I think that guy just lost all credibility with me. Okay. I mean, something, that would be something I'd have Meltzer come up with or Vince Russo or something. Mm-hmm. But 
and they're saying, you know, Dewdrop has got this thing going with Bianca Belair, and then Bill Apter's like, well, why don't you do a romantic angle with with uh, Otis and Dewdrop? And it's like, nah, that that would definitely not work. I could see them doing something with, I know it's going to sound weird, with Dewdrop, because her, according to the way they were talking last week, that was the end of Bianca Belair and Dewdrop. Okay. So I could see them doing a set. I could see that segment going okay with Dewdrop, but with this whole new vicious character heel that Otis is playing now, he's not that stupid super sap that he was before. That part of it I don't see. That's that's why I think that would be an absolute stupid idea. Um, I I don't think it would work because once again, you've changed Otis's character to this heel, um, and I don't think the, a romantic angle would work. Okay. And um, now, where do you think, or where would you like to see? this AJ Styles almost situation go. Do you think AJ Styles can actually grab a, a victory over Olmus or um I don't I don't know. Probably not. I just don't know if they're ever going to be true clear-cut victories. Um I mean I got to see AJ Styles you know, trying to take down Ole Miss, Ole Miss throwing him around a couple times and AJ Styles leaving the ring and being counted out or AJ Styles doing something um, dastardly and underhanded and whether he gets caught or not. Um, I, I just, I don't know if there's ever would be a truly clear-cut winner um, until eventual. I, I don't know. Maybe eventually, somehow, I said, I just don't see them having AJ beat Omos because I think that would destroy any momentum Omos would have with the fans. So eventually, yep. it's going to have to end with with Omos beating AJ Styles. And who would be the face? Well, I, well, right now, I think Omos over AJ Styles, Omos would be the face in the match, but I don't think you turn Omos into this big monster and keep him a face. I think just for between the two of them, he'd be right. the more faciest heel. If that if that's not a word, then I just created one. Because I like the role he, he's playing now. Yeah. I mean, that, that's good for him. Um, yeah, I don't see... Uh, I don't see that... Uh, that playing out very well. I agree with you with the AJ Styles walking away, the count out, you know, stuff like that. So I see that happening. And... Uh, so for everybody that's tuning in... You better be tuning in. My favorite part of the show. It's... Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Hey, Trip. Thank you very much. Um, let me just pull it up here. And safe travels goes out to Mr. 24 7 as him and his wife, lovely wife, are on their way back to North Carolina. Yes, they are. Um, where was it? Oh. Um, so today what I'm going to do is we're going to start off with um, an article that was put out um, called Five Bold Predictions for WWE in 2022. So I'm going to give you, once again, all five and then in true Nuggets news form, um, give me your opinion on how likely you think these will or would happen. Right. The first one they list... 
Roman, Roman Reigns remains the WWE Universal Champion throughout the entire year. Really? You're that high on, on him holding the title all that way that long? I think so, yeah. Two, because they're really, you know, I mean, two I, plus I've years? Huh? Two plus years? I think so, possibly. Over 800 days. Wow. Uh, could be. And then maybe Oscar what? Oscar was champion 900 days. What was that? Oscar was champion 900 days. Yeah, but that was an NXT where it wasn't seen much. That's not one of the major titles on the big on the big brand that tends to not let people hold titles for more than a couple, two, three, maybe four months. Plus, who else on Monday Night Raw is going to really beat Roman Reigns? Maybe except Drew McIntyre will have a good shot. But maybe. I don't see anybody right now. Okay. All right. Number four. Bailey returns and wins the 2022 Royal Rumble. Seven. Okay. I, I agree about there. Um, number three. AJ Styles gets one last run as a WWE Championship. Four. Really? Yeah. Why that look? Just out of curiosity. I just don't think they'll uh, they'll put him in a program with a WWE champion. You know, with Big E or Lashley or whoever wins the title. Um, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. I just don't see it happening. Okay. He's getting on in his career. And well, that, that's know, it. He's I, getting on, on in his career. I, I mean... Maybe I agree it's a four or five that it will happen, but I would say a seven or eight that it should happen. Because once again, okay. he's getting close to the end of his career. He's he's a workhorse. He's there every week. I mean, he had a couple of weeks where he wasn't there for whatever reason, but he's there. He's put a lot into his career. He's not going to be around much longer. He's great in the ring, great on the mic. Why not give him... You know, maybe, uh, oh, excuse me, um, a summer-long run with a, a main event against somebody at SummerSlam where he loses it then. You know, give him a good two, three right. months as the champion. Um, next one, number two, The Undertaker gets inducted into Hall of Fame in 2022. Ten. I, I'll go nine just because I can never say a ten with anything in WWE because you never know. <laughs> it's just like when you think something's going to happen and everybody thinks it's going to happen, it doesn't. And then number one, Vince McMahon steps down from his position and retires from WWE. Seven. Wow, you think it's that high? Yeah. Okay. I'd go about a two or three for that, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the man is 77 years old, and, you know, it's... But I don't, I don't, see, I don't see him stepping away from WWE until he has at least one foot in the grave, and I don't think he has one foot in the grave. Okay. Um, and plus, I, mean, I think if and when he does that, I could see them, if he wanted to do it as they he, kind of like the heelish way of doing it, but being the main inductee into the Hall of Fame. Right. And, and if you get Pencil and Undertaker for this year, maybe he does retire sometime late in the year or early next year and he gets inducted to Hall of Fame in 2023 in L.A. So, yeah. we don't know. Um... This one. Oh, what the hell do they say? I don't need. I, we don't want to hear about that stuff. That's old news. Okay. No, I did that one last week. See, I'm not deleting articles to talk about them. Um, there had been speculation. Um, I want to say a month, maybe a month and a half ago, um, that Charlotte and Andrade have 
ended their relationship. And being on Instagram earlier this week, I, Charlotte Flair is one of those one of the people that I follow. Um, and if you're not familiar with Instagram, you could put multiple pictures up, and say you put four pictures up. It says one slash four, and then you swipe from one to two, two to three, three to four. So the first one was her sitting at a pool bar. You know, they had the stools in the water, and she's sitting there. She's kind of leaning up so you can see her little fong and her, you know, derriere hanging out. And then you slide to the second one. It's her sitting on that same stool, kind of turned, looking with her little umbrella drink in her hand. Then the third picture was her and Andrade arm in arm. And the fourth picture was her and Andrade um, exchanging a kiss. So, um, eh, not looking too likely that uh, Ms. Charlotte Flair um, is free and back on the market as she did have her ring on um, in, in the pictures that, that were with Andrade. So we right. can squash that rumor. Okay. Um, on a sad note, um, December 26th, 2020 changed the wrestling industry um, and the hearts and souls of many wrestlers in, in all of professional wrestling. As um, formerly known as Luke Harper, Brody Lee, but John Huber um, passed away tragically and shockingly. Um, on this date one year ago, um, many, many superstars, I mean, as of 9.45 this morning, um, both AEW, WWE have, have released statements and thoughts and stuff about his passing. And, um, and to this day, there, there's several wrestlers that just aren't the same, um, right. as they were, were before. Um, so, you know, one, one year ago today, and, uh, you know, thoughts still go out to his family and everything. Absolutely. It was a huge, it was a huge loss in the wrestling industry. Yep. You know, some wrestlers and some organizations won't be the same without John Huber. Right. And then finally here at Nuggies News, um, I have a list here. I don't remember how many are on this list, but there's predictions for NXT superstars that will get called up to the main roster before 2022 ends. So, agree or disagree? And if so, when in the year do you think we could possibly see the wrestlers that you agree would be on the main roster? Alrighty. First one, Braun Breaker. Uh... I see Braun Breaker possibly making an appearance in the Royal Rumble. Oh, God. No. To me, that is way, way too early. He, he's been with the company, what, six months? He debuted with the company, what, at NXT 2.0? Right? I don't think he debuted before that. Okay. I, I personally uh, think that's way too early. I'll give it uh, SummerSlam. Okay, I'm going to say we don't see him on the main roster this coming year. I I'll, I see them building him up as a dominant champion um, in NXT for a while. And then once they've been able to elevate somebody that can dethrone him, I could see him making an appearance at the Royal Rumble, but it would be 2023. Okay. Next one, Cameron Grimes. Uh, I would say probably the spring of 2022. Okay, I can see that. I can see, you know, sometime after WrestleMania. I know a lot of times they do not not like a, a roster shakeup, but you've seen often um, people get called up right after WrestleMania. I could see that. Um, I didn't take. I didn't think much of Cameron Grimes early on, um, but he he's proven that he can be over with the fans as both a heel and a face, um, and he's good in the ring. Yep. Um, and you know whatever character you need him to play, he can can do that type of character. So 
Um, I can see something shortly after WrestleMania as well. Um, Imperium, including Walter, not just the tag team. I'll say uh, summer of 2022. Okay, I'm not sure about the tag team. I'm thinking we might see Walter in the Royal Rumble. Um, he hasn't done anything. We haven't seen anything from him since his loss to Ilya Dragunov. Um, and I, I, I think he just took some time off to spend time back in England with the family before his promotion to the main roster. Because um, you don't get back to the UK that often from the main roster. You know, they do that little, right. you know, three-week, four-week tour in the UK um, once a year. But... With traveling issues and COVID, you're not going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Or you're not just taking a week off to go back to England to come back the next week. There's a lot more right. involved with this. So I, I got, that's just my hunch. Um, next one is maybe if they did a mixed Max Challenge again tournament, this could be your eventual winners, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. After SummerSlam. Okay. I, I, um, I, I still it, don't think Indy Hartwell is all that great. I, yeah, and I, just for that reason, I don't I don't see them coming up yet. Uh, maybe if I they mean, do... Each female competitor. You're breaking uh, up. You didn't understand a word you just said. You broke up. Well, not as the WWE. I mean, the WWE does need more female competitors, but I don't think at this stage Indy Hartwell can be bought up. Right. That's why I said after SummerSlam. Right. Um, and like I said, maybe if something happens, if they do another draft in October, maybe Dexter Loomis gets called up and she tags along as his valet potential wrestler. Um, yep. But I don't see her being a talent that can make any impact on a women's roster at all. She would just she would just be somebody that, you know, a uh, whatchamacallit, enhanced talent in the women's division. Right. Um, Joe Gacy and Harland. No, I don't see them getting called up at all. Nope, not me either. All right. Three women. Next. Io Shirai. I'd say the spring of 2022. Okay. Dakota Kai. I still think you'll see Dakota Kai in the Royal Rumble. Okay. Raquel Gonzalez. Spring of 2022. Okay. Um, I would have thought... I, I agree with Dakota Kai. Um... I'm gonna, I think we might see something with Io Shirai, possibly at the Royal Rumble. I don't know if that means she'll be on the roster, but I could see her being in the Royal Rumble with maybe like a delayed call-up to the main roster. But up until this past week's NXT and the way she's getting back into her feud with Mandy Rose, I would have guaranteed Raquel Gonzalez would have been up during the Royal Rumble and show a major showing in the Royal Rumble and then show up on Raw or SmackDown just after. But now I'm not convinced. So I may have to go with your, you know, with your agreement of, of after WrestleMania at some point. Yeah. And, I mean, they have an honorable mention of people like Grayson Waller, Toxic Attraction, Legato Del Fantasma, um, Von Wagner, Zion Quinn, um, and Odyssey Jones. I'm coming up right now. What? I don't see any of them coming up. Right. Right now. The only one that I would possibly think um, could be Legato Del Fantasma, just for as long as they've been in NXT and how well they've been doing for that time in NXT. I just well, don't know that WWE feels they need more. 
Latinos up on the main roster while they're still trying to push others. You know, if... I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you mention MSK. No, they're because they're not listed. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're not listed on this list. I didn't make the list. I just read other people's lists. Okay. And, folks, that's Nuggies News. All right. Now, All right, what did you want to mention? We had mentioned Io Shirai. You know, you said you'd like to have, you know, see something with Io Shirai at the Royal Rumble. If Io Shirai shows up at the Royal Rumble, will that bring out Oscar? I think Oscar will be now, back. I, I will. I will. I have seen um, a picture on Instagram. It was a uh, picture. There's this thing that I follow called Sports Nightly. And they focus a lot on wrestling. I mean, they focus on other sports, but they focus a lot on wrestling. And they're always showing, like, a picture of somebody or something, and then there's a tag for an article, but it has nothing to do with the picture. Um, But one of the pictures they did show was Asuka, without her arm brace on or anything, um, in wrestling gear, sitting next to a ring. Whether that's a, they're usually not old pictures. They're usually current pictures of people that they show. Right. So whether she's back at the performance center training or she's doing training on her own, I, I'm I'm thinking we're going to see Oscar at the Royal Rumble. Okay, and Raw or SmackDown? Well, she's on Raw. Because I don't think. Oh, okay. Right now, she's still listed as on Raw, I believe. All right. Yeah, because she's been out for quite a while. Yep. Yep. Um. And Bailey, I think I think Bailey comes back and will be on SmackDown, and that'll improve SmackDown quite a I bit. Just, I just don't know timetable wise. Going by the average time for this injury to heal, puts her back in March. So, I don't know if, I mean, I know January is like that five and a half to six month of the six to nine months that you're out. Right. I think the Royal Rumble would be too soon for her to be back. Right. Now, to do anything serious, um, to be a surprise and, you know, for a crowd pop where she gets a cheap elimination or eliminated cheaply somehow, maybe... But I just don't, I don't see it. Okay. Where do you think the WWE is going to go with this, uh, this program with Edge and the Miz? Um, just a quick Are note, just, just a quick note. The WWE has seven wrestlers listed as free agents. Asuka is one of them. Bailey, Elias, Goldberg, John Cena, and Lacey Evans are all listed as free agents, so they haven't been designated to a brand. Forgot about Lacey Evans. Yeah, yeah. She's only two months away from giving birth, so her child just turned two months. Huh? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. She already had the baby, so I was like, oh yeah, but it's it's only it's only two months. I mean. Becky Lynch was out for over a year. You know, I mean, I've seen things of, with with Becky Lynch, you know, working out and stuff, but she she still hasn't lost her baby birth weight. You know, right. they, they she, bring the two of them back. Where where would you like to see them go? Who? Oscar and Lacey Evans. They bring the two of them back when it's time for them to come back. What shows would you like to see them on? Uh, each on a different show. Whether it's Raw and SmackDown, don't put them both on one show. You know, because then you also, you also have you also have Bailey, so you got to put her on a show. So yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see Lacey Evans on SmackDown, Bailey and Oscar on Raw. And then where would Alexa Bliss? You consider Alexa Bliss is the fourth. Where would I mean? I know she's. I think she's still assigned to Raw. Does she stay I'd there? Like to see her. But if she's a free agent, I'd like to see her she's on not. SmackDown. 
She's not. Okay, well then put back on Raw. So you're gonna have three of the four women go to Raw and only one to SmackDown? I forgot about Alexa Bliss. I forgot about Alexa Bliss, so we'll change Bailey to, to SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Because that way at least we can get a Bailey Charlotte feud rather than having to do another Bailey, you know. Right. Yep. Well, Bailey Becky Lynch wouldn't be bad either. Um, yeah, that would, be, uh, that would definitely be good. But as far as the Miz and Edge, um, I don't, I don't know where they're going with this. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember the quote, but Mister Twenty Four Seven happened to mention that. I mean, you know, with the Edge being close to the end of his career, is Miz really the one that it should be in a feud with? Um, if I remember correctly, this is probably what, starting, or we're in the second year of Edge's three-year deal, so he's probably got another year and a half, his, his contract probably isn't up till after WrestleMania 30, is it 39 that would be in LA, or is it 38, 38's this yeah. year, right? 39's Yeah, so I mean, I, I could see them, him still having, you know, a couple more chances for, for good runs, um, yep. I gave up. I gave up a hypothetical that maybe this leads this this leads to a feud, this feud leads to a match at WrestleMania where they uh, loser leaves, you know, retires from in ring competition um, between the Miz and Edge, and Edge um, wins, and then Miz takes over one of the spots on the announcer's desk. Um, okay. Once again, I this is something that I cropped up and brewed in my own head. Um, didn't read this as a, as a rumor or something anywhere. This is just my thought of something that, you know, where could make this rivalry interesting to go. Right. So is there anything booked interesting for Raw tomorrow night that you know of? Or? Um, well, yes. I didn't, really, I didn't see anything. Well, one of the things that I almost, quote-unquote, accidentally pulled up. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh. Um, Randy Orton will be taking on Otis. And... <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Well, this is an article that I just, I just saw a Monday Night Raw tag with Randy Orton and Otis on it. But it says this has five possible surprises to happen on the go-home show of Monday Night Raw for day one. And, and I okay. just saw the first one, so now I'm going to have to read all five. Live. Okay. Paul, Holman, Paul Heyman shows up on WWE Raw and picks the Colossus Omos as his next client. No. No? I don't think that'll happen. No? No. Okay. Um, I think that would be very interesting, though, because Omos is not good on the mic and can be a big, huge, dominant force. He's still a little, obviously, still a little green in the ring. He hasn't done a lot of wrestling, but we, we see his strength and see, you know, his... Spinning back kick and stuff. I think that would yeah. be interesting if that happened. Okay. Um, another match that will happen tomorrow um, is Damian Priest against Dolph Ziggler. So their big surprise is Dolph Ziggler becomes a new United States champion. Yeah. You have no I thoughts at that. all? Yeah, well, I um, I was had a senior moment there for a minute. Yeah, it looked I, like you had. To, it, you looked there for a second. I thought maybe you froze. So I was waiting to see if one of those little circle things was going to show up on your forehead. Well, if they have that, then I think that's going to lead to a rematch at the day one pay per view. Okay. I don't know. This is Adam Pierce shows up on WWE Raw to make a major announcement about Austin Theory, but it. Nah, that, who cares about that? Doesn't, and the only thing this says is he could 
Um, he could, on orders of Vince McMahon, Adam Pierce could add Austin Theory at the very last minute to the WWE Championship match, making it a fatal five-way. No, that's, that would be stupid. Now you got yeah. too many people in the match. Yep. The WWE Women's Championship match at, WW, at, at day one becomes bigger. How would it become bigger? Unless they add somebody else to it, which I don't see that happening, but... Oh, oh, they said it could be contested in a no-holds-barred title match. That's how okay, you make it, quote-unquote, bigger. Yeah, I can see that happening. And due to outside interference, Otis beats um, Randy Orton, causing a setup for a match at day one. Okay. I can see that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because in my eyes, uh, matches that, there's six right now, but a, a rumored matches that could be added to day one, um, RK Bro against the Alpha Academy, to me, is the number one draft pick to be yep. added to day one as a match. Absolutely. I can see that. Uh, I just got a message. Our guest for next week was scheduled to be Don Kincaid from Stirring the Pop. Uh, I sent a message to Mr. Kincaid as to what time would be good for him to join us. And I guess he has wrestling obligation next week at a show called Training Day. And he said he won't be available till after 2 o'clock. So, um, I think Greg and I will probably start doing... Start doing our show at this time on Sundays each week, um, which is what we originally did when we first started the show yeah. at 10 a.m. Yeah. And uh, so I'll figure something out with uh, Don Kincaid as to maybe bring him on the week week after or, or whatever. Well, like if, get his if, he's, if he's willing to join us, I mean, this is nothing that... I mean, we even mentioned, you never mentioned at any point in the show that we were possibly going to have Don Kincaid join us next week. But, seeing as it's now out there, if if he could join us, like I said to you, whatever time he can join us. I mean, if it's, right. say if it's 6, 7 o'clock Sunday night, then then that's fine. I don't, I don't care. Um, like okay. I said, I don't want, he's somebody, and like I said, you know, off the air, I'll say it on the air. Don, he's a great guy. He's he's fun. He's great. He's got his own, you know, stirring the pot podcast, YouTube show. Um, he's somebody that you know what? If I had to do my show on at six or seven o'clock to have him come on as a guest, I would gladly do it. I mean, others, right. yeah. There's definitely guests out there that that we, um, independent wrestlers or whatever, that we would say, you know what? We're on at ten o'clock. Can you join us? And if they said no, right. well. Okay, then we go on to plan B. Um, But Don Kincaid's a great guy. Um, Plus, another another thing with Don is when Greg was in Masonic and couldn't do the show, Don Kincaid stepped up and sat in for Greg on one show when we had Lucas Chase on as a guest. And that that showed me a lot about Don, that he was willing to step up and, you know... He only had a couple days' notice, and he had a he had a thing going with Lucas Chase at the time. So when I bought him on, Don was like, "Oh my God, Lucas Chase!" You know, it's like good thing I'm on this end of the computer, and whatever. So, and Don's quite knowledgeable, and he brings quite a bit to the table. So I will definitely leave him leave him a message, and you know, if if he if he'd it. rather do it another day, then that's fine. But if he can do next right. Sunday and wants to do it later in the day. Then you know we'll we'll make it happen. All right. Then I'll definitely message him later on. You know, Cowboys don't go on till eight thirty tonight, so I'll have uh, quite no, a bit no, of time no, 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 eight twenty. Sunday night football kickoffs eight twenty. Eight twenty. That's right. Yeah, the Steelers so, Steelers lose to the Chiefs today, uh, starting at four twenty five. So. Oh uh, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yep. That game should be All over. Right, by, so that game should be over by five o'clock. <laughs> Keeps her hot. Um. Anything else you want to add, Greg? Um. Who the fuck was that? There's so many weird people walk around here sometimes. No, that's about it, man. I think I'm good. Uh. Okay. Saturday, five p.m. I believe. Uh. We have to find out from everybody if 5 p.m. is good to do our prediction show. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't know that you were off on Saturday, so I didn't expect you and Tony to be able to get here until about 5. So I had talked to Joe about 4.30, but, I mean, 5.30. But, I mean, if everybody else, you, you guys, you know, not working, um, we'll, uh, yeah, we can definitely do it at 5. All right, great. That way we're, we we're definitely done with the pay-per-view and... You know, whatever winds up happening for for food or whatever here, um, and because uh, the uh, exalted one, Mister Trivia, and Tony Black will actually be here. Um, I, I'm not going to call it the palatial estates because there's nothing palatial about it. Um, the above ground cave um, to to do the show with me as well, and then um, watch the. Uh, the pay-per-view, um, while yes. here. So, yeah, it will be the day one pay-per-view, the top rope reports prediction show, as we do on every pay-per-view. So, looking forward to not only watching the pay-per-view, but watching the pay-per-view with Greg. It's been a while since we've seen a pay-per-view together. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. It's going to be good. So... On behalf of the top rope report and the are we, Greg, are we, hold, Before you go, one more, are we doing a show this week? Before the prediction show? Uh, like Wednesday? Yeah, we'll do one Wednesday. Okay. At, uh, six, at 6 o'clock. We'll talk about Monday Night Raw. We'll, we'll get more into Friday, what they're going to do on Friday Night SmackDown and the day one pay-per-view. Okay. So we'll do that, we'll do that at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. So... On behalf of the on behalf of Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you very much for joining us, and we'll catch us all on Wednesday.